Hello, 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 citizens of the Writer's Corner Podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Writer's Corner Podcast. We are doing a reading this week. Uh, for those of you who don't, haven't been with me this whole journey, uh, we, I used to give updates on my 2016 Wattpad book project, which is called Lexington and Fifth. It is a horror story. And a long time ago, I actually did an episode of the podcast where I read the first two chapters. Well, the first five chapters all together are like the setup for the whole book. And I thought, well, why don't we read the rest of those chapters? So today we're going to be reading chapters three through five of Lexington and Fifth. So that's it. No other explanation. Let's just jump right into it. This is Lexington and Fifth, chapters three through five. Chapter three. The setup. Kate could feel the blood pumping in her ears. She walked over to the corner of Lexington and Fifth, her thigh-high boots clicking against the sidewalk and her legs shivering from the cold seeping through her leggings. As she took a seat at one of the patio tables outside, she thought of the plan that had brought her there, and she giggled. It was such a stupid idea, but she loved her boyfriend Greg and he was so gung-ho about the idea, she couldn't help but go along. Plus, it was so funny she couldn't help but smile. She felt ridiculous wearing that fake blonde wig and Ella's mint green dress. Kate was more of a red and black dress kind of girl. But if they set it up right, the payout would be worth it. Kate couldn't understand why Ella refused to see how damaging her relationship with Andrew could be. If she wanted to, Ella could rule the campus as its queen. She loved her friend, but sometimes she infuriated her as well. Kate knew she was beautiful by normal standards, but she hadn't come anywhere near Ella's level of hotness. If Kate had her looks and charm and intelligence, she would take charge of the school and make it her own personal playground. Yet Ella seemed to be cursed with a sense of duty, friendship, and honor that Kate saw held her friend back. Andrew was so much lower on the totem pole from Ella that they shouldn't even have been breathing the same air. He was a geek, and his unkempt appearance only worsened his status among the college social classes. Yet Ella had been blinded by her feelings for the social degenerate, and so it was up to Kate and Ella's best friend, as Ella's best friend, to reveal Andrew to the world and to Ella as the outcast that he was. So as Kate assumed her role as Ella's faux guardian, and, in her mind at least, the most attractive bait that a college prank had ever found, the clock hanging outside in the cool evening Los Angeles air struck 5.30, giving her half an hour to prepare for the role of a lifetime. Within the hour, she would have pulled off the ultimate college prank it would finally free her friend of her disillusioned belief in social equality. Chapter 4 It's a Trap Greg couldn't believe it was finally happening. The idea was a simple one, but it had hit him like a heart attack, fast and powerful. That little asshole Andrew Ingram had thought he could actually step up to the same level Greg had spent his whole life getting to socially, but he was wrong. Having gotten to college on an athletic scholarship, 
The college football star stood inside the foyer of the restaurant, having told the hostess he was waiting for someone when in reality, he was waiting to spring his trap. The idea had struck him the previous week, when he had been hanging out with the with the group at this very restaurant. They had been talking, and as he was trying to make out with Kate, he had noticed Ella had left her phone half hanging out of her purse. It was a simple thing, really. All he'd done was lean over and put push the phone back into the bag, making sure it didn't fall out and crack open. Oh, thanks, Greg. I swear I leave it hanging out like that all the time. It's a wonder I haven't broken it yet. At the same moment, she'd received a text from Andrew, his goofy fucking face popping up next to the message. She'd smiled and opened up her phone, messaging him back with Clee. In that moment, Greg had experienced a true moment of clarity. He would take her phone, set the little bastard up, and then prepare the ultimate humiliation, finally bringing him down a peg and showing him where he belonged. So, on the afternoon of the prank, while they had been on their way to their final classes, he made sure Kate was distracting Ella, and with Raymond's help, he had leaned in and grabbed the phone out of her purse. Later on, he'd had Kate text Andrew, and the trap had been laid. He'd ignored Nina's feeble attempts to talk him out of it, knowing that once they all saw the prank unfold, they wouldn't be able to help themselves from laughing. It was now 5.50, and in 10 minutes, Andrew Ingram would walk up, wearing some goofy t-shirt and that ridiculous Santa hat, a nice touch he'd added at the last minute. And when he saw Ella was actually Kate, they would bombard him with as many pictures as possible, and soon the prank would go viral on the internet. The entire campus would be talking about this joke, and he'd be hailed as a hero for keeping the social classes in their proper order. He couldn't contain himself, and he began to let out a menacing-sounding laugh. He drew the eyes of some of the restaurant's patrons, but he didn't care. It was nearly time. The clock struck 6 o'clock outside of the restaurant, and Raymond had a huge knot in his stomach. He'd been excited at first for the prank, having listened in with Kate and his best friend Greg explain the joke and what was going to happen. At first, he'd assumed it would be harmless, the way less epic and way less epic than Greg was making it out to be. Yet, as he'd sat outside of the restaurant, waiting for the prank to commence, he'd gotten nervous. He started to think about the circumstances of the joke, who they were pulling the prank on, and what it would do to the poor guy, and he began to realize just how cruel he and the others were being. Not to mention they were being assholes to their friend Ella. She really liked the guy, and even though it had made sense at the time, he was now beginning to realize it wasn't his place to say who should be together and who shouldn't. Raymond may have gotten into college on an athletic scholarship, but he was more into music, having spent his life in several choirs and bands as a kid and teenager. He'd lost himself briefly in this jock, meathead mentality that he didn't really think about other people or their feelings. But the shock of what he was help, helping put together had started to bring him back to reality. He had fucked up, and he needed to stop it. The young man stood up, prepared to call the whole thing off, when he noticed someone standing by Kate's stable. He realized too late what he'd done, 
for Andrew was there, a bouquet of roses in one hand and a Santa hat on his head. He wanted to shout, to warn the guy about what was about to happen, but his brain was working much faster than his body, and he was frozen in place. Hi, Ella. I got these for you, Andrew stammered, holding out the flowers to the woman he thought was his date. Actually, I'm more of a lily kind of gal, Kate said sarcastically. She stood up, pulling off her wig and revealing herself to Andrew in some grand operatic gesture. Andrew stood back, shocked and confused as he looked on at Kate. Before Raymond could move, Greg burst through the door, both he and Kate snapping pictures of Andrew. The people eating at the restaurant outside looked up at the scene, obviously confused. Some laughed, while others looked around, probably expecting some sort of film crew to pop out at any moment. We got you, you freaking geek, Kate shouted. You thought you could weasel your way into the cool group and hook up with Ella? Think again, asshole. This will be up on the internet tonight. You're finished, you little shit, Greg nearly spat at Andrew. Andrew looked around, his cheeks flushed from the humiliation and unshed tears hanging in his eyes. Dropping the flowers on the sidewalk, he began to back up as fast as he could, not looking around or paying attention to where he was going, but instead focused on getting as far away as he could. Raymond watched all of this unfold and found himself able to finally move, but a moment too late. He watched as Andrew backed into the street and as a fast-moving silver car came speeding down the same street. Raymond saw what was about to happen and his heart stopped. Andrew, watch out! Chapter 5 Consequences Ella and Nina had run all the way from her dorm room, ignoring the annoyed shouts from others they ran past or pushed aside. Her heart was pounding out of her chest, but her mind had only one thought running through it. Get to Andrew. It was 6 o'clock when they had rounded the corner of Lexington and 5th, but they saw it was too late. He either arrived on time for or a minute early, for the prank had commenced and her heart sank into her stomach. Oh God, no, she muttered, her heart jumping into her throat. She tried to move to Andrew, whose back was to her, but her feet, which a second ago had been lighter than air as she ran, now seemed to be weighed down by concrete, as was her body. The cold not only penetrated her clothes, but her heart as well. She watched helplessly as Andrew was humiliated, and then he began to back into the street. Her eyes widened in horror as she saw him backing away, straight into the path of a silver car. If you guys hear a dog crying, uh, I apologize, just so all my listeners know. We recently uh, adopted a brand new baby girl puppy. Um, she's a great Pyrenees. Her name's Sophie. You guys can see pictures on my Instagram, which is in the links down below. Um, unfortunately, she is put away right now, and she's still learning how to adapt to her environment, so she's crying. Um, but I assure you she is fine. She's healthy and happy and just doesn't want to be uh, put away in a crate right now. Uh, but we're still potty training her and everything. And uh, she can't be running loose around the, the house on her own yet. So back to the story, shall we? Andrew, watch out, someone shouted. And she took off like a rocket, trying to catch him before the worst happened. 
Time seemed to sh slow down, for she took note of everything around her. Nina stood behind her, caught in mid-scream and tears in her eyes as she watched the scene unfold. Greg was doubled over and laughing, with Kate's laughing next to him, and wear wearing Ella's favorite mint green dress. She spotted Raymond leaping over a table and running just like her to get to Andrew, making her think for a brief second he must have seen the car as well. Then there was Andrew, the adorable face she'd fallen for nearly burnt red from embarrassment and a horrified look on his face. She took note of all of this, and then suddenly, time sped up, forcing her to watch in horror as the vehicle bore down on Andrew. Tires screeched and glass shattered as Andrew was struck, his body first seeming to stick to the car, then flying through the air as the vehicle stopped. She could hear screaming off in the distance, but soon realized that she was it was her, her cries of terror reaching a glass-shattering pitch. Andrew landed with a bone-shattering thud in the street, blood caking his face and his eyes wide with shock. The car had stopped, but before she or Raymond reached Andrew, it tucked off again, the driver either afraid or not caring to stick around. Andrew! she shouted running to him and kneeling on, at his body. She leaned down and touched his face, and then pulled away in shock as hot, sticky blood coated her hands. Oh shit. Andrew, Raymond began to say, standing over them with his hands on his head and a wild look in his eyes. Someone called 911! Nina shouted, running over to meet them in the street. Oh god, what did we do? Someone shouted. Probably Kate... Ella would think later. Shut up and let's get the fuck out of here, Greg shouted. Andrew, talk to me, please, Ella said with tears in her eyes. Andrew breathed shallowly, a wheeze making it sound like he had swallowed a whistle. Ella would later learn one of his ribs had punctured his left lung. This would make sense, since he had also begun to cough a copious amount of blood out. Ella had leaned into Andrew, cradling his head in her hands and crying. Oh god, I'm so sorry, Andrew. I had no idea what they were planning, I swear it. I had no fucking idea. Please stay with me. I love you, Ella was shouting now, trying to get Andrew to hear her. Unfortunately, she would never know, for as she held him, his hand clutching her shirt, he lost his grip, and soon the harsh breathing just stopped. Her heart shattered into pieces, and Raymond and Nina stood around her as she cried holding Andrew's body in her arms. And that is it, guys. That was chapters 3 through 5, the very sad conclusion to the origin story of Andrew Ingram uh, and Ella Gardner. Uh, if you guys want to continue, you know, reading these stories... Sorry about that. Phone ringing in the middle of a podcast. That's always fun. Um, anyways... If you guys want to uh, see what happens next, if you guys want to read the rest of this story, you guys can go to my page on Wattpad. You can either use the Wattpad app or go to wattpad.com and uh, you can search for Lexington and Fifth or you can, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, look for my name, author Anthony Avina, um, and look for Lexington and Fifth that way. Um, but either way, come check us out. Um, 
love the story. It's one of my favorites. It's getting really good. We just finished chapter 38. Chapter 39 will be going live on Friday. So if you guys really want to uh, keep up to date with everything, make sure you check it out. Uh, you can use the link uh, in the description down below as well. It should be there. It's uh, HTPPS colon slash slash www.wapad.com backslash story backslash 5878-6161 dash Lexington dash and dash fifths backslash parts. And that will take you to the full list of all of the chapters currently available to Lexington and Fifth. So make sure you guys check that out, okay? Uh, and before we end this podcast, this week it's a special day at this time. Um, I'm recording it the day before, obviously, but this, uh, the day you guys are listening to this is actually my sister's birthday. So I want to wish my sister, Ali Avina, a very happy birthday. Um, if you guys could leave some nice comments in the sec- down- comment section down below, wishing her a happy birthday as well. Uh, she is, uh, the best sister I could ever hope for. Uh, I love her with all my heart, and she deserves so much happiness. And, uh, I hope she has a great day today, Alyssa. If you do listen to this, I love you. Happy birthday. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. Please give it a big thumbs up if you did enjoy it. Uh, like this video, comment on it, favorite it, and share it. Um, if you guys are listening to this on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, please leave us a great review. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you like to see added or improved upon. Uh, your comments mean the world to us, and also share this with your friends and family. The podcast is free. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, check out all our social media links down below. Um, and subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so already. We do podcasts, we also do vlogs and fun videos every Friday, and it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and watching, guys. I really appreciate it, and I will see you next week for a brand new episode of the Writer's Corner Podcast. This is your host, author Anthony Avina, signing out. Long days and pleasant nights, my friend.